Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Uh, It's a beautiful day and I want to give this man his flowers and give him his uh, props our man on the Sporting Tribune, Adrian Hernandez, the host of the Sporting Tribune today. Want to play two conversations uh, today that he had. Nobody knows and covers the pro wrestling space quite like my man, Adrian Hernandez. And he sat down with the one and only Trinity Fatu talking about TNA wrestling and uh, so much more. So uh, without any further ado, here is our guy. Adrian Hernandez talking to the one and only Trinity Batu. Yo, we have a trailblazer in the building. I've been wanting to speak to this woman for months, and the moment is finally here. Trinity (laughs) is joining us, the current TNA Knockouts world champion. She's been the champ for a minute, and guess what? She's joining us on the show. She's joining us here in Las Vegas in exactly two months. And I know that seems like a long time, but my family... It's the holiday season. It's the perfect gift. Get your tickets for Hard to Kill, <laughs> Ticketmaster.com. First and foremost, Trinity, how are you, love? I am great. How are you? No, nah, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, like I said, I'm super excited to have this conversation and thankful for the time. And since it's our first time talking and your first time on the show, like we don't want to get straight into the wrestling. We need to bring you into our world. We need to break the ice. So here's the deal. I love it. Um, you know we're here in Vegas, and there's a lot of residencies. And as a matter of fact, this morning, I got an email. The email opened up, and it said invite. Whenever I see an invite, I'm going to open it up. And you it was to both. Usher's show. Ah! Usher's doing... <laughs> see, exactly. But here's the thing. Here's the problem I have, okay? He's doing a friends and family show, and I'm thankful that I got invited. I'm super excited. But... Like, we got some good seats, and I know you've been on social media to see what happens in the middle of Usher's show. He might sing to someone in the crowd, and we're very close to that area, and I'm scared if I bring the mother of my kids. Like, I'm not trying to fight Usher, so, like, what do I do? I mean, I, I feel you. I feel you. That's that's a tough one, because I'm married, too. So, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and no, and listen... 
why wouldn't he pick the mother of my child? You know what I'm saying? So in my head, I'm like, I need to play these scenarios out. Like, I need to be prepared. I'm not trying to do that. I like Usher. That's my guy. But I'm in dangerous know, territory because we right there. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Like, a part of me is like, let sis live. But the other part of me is like, you her man. You can't be like, he can't be playing in your face like that either. So, <laughs> um. I don't know. What if what if well, he sung to you? What maybe maybe y'all could just switch roles. I'd take the microphone and I'd do my own show, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> to get these views. That's a good um, idea. But speaking of shows too, I was doing research and by that I was looking through your IG. Um and I did notice, you know, you got it pinned up the top. Beyonce gave you a shout out and complimented your outfit. I need to know winning the TNA Knockouts World Championship. Or Beyonce showing you love during a show? Like, where do these things okay. rank? Okay, definitely a TNA. Okay, definitely winning my championship, you know. However, Beyonce um, acknowledging me for 1.5 seconds is is um, definitely something to be proud of and to brag about. <laughs> Listen, they're never going to take that away from you. Never! I'm leaving that pin forever. And okay, um, so Show my grandkids. No facts, like a legend, <laughs> two legends connected, and there it is. No, that's amazing. And um, my, my last little silly question before we get into the wrestling is um, my son, who's five years old, the last time TNA was here in Vegas, I, I took him. It was his first wrestling show. It was amazing. He, like, his eyes were wide the entire time. Mm -hmm. these, these are superheroes in real life. And it was great. About a month ago, though, I got a call from his school. And basically, some kid tried to take his ball, and he responded by clotheslining him. So I'm on the path of being a right dad, right? Like, he's just defending <laughs> himself, correct? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you got to defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. See, when my son gets to see this when he's older, Trinity gave you the okay. All right. But Trailblazer see, set raised, aside. My mom told me, you don't start nothing, but if somebody messed with you, then you, you finish it, you know? And that's 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 the model I've had my whole life. I don't I don't mess with nobody, but you know, when I gotta when I gotta stand up for myself, I will. And this that school is different these days too, you know. So like I, I really believe, especially with all the bullying and stuff going on, that kids should know how to defend themselves or protect themselves. But, you know, you always wanna try to Handle it the best way, but sometimes you you sometimes you gotta fight. Like sometimes, sometimes you have to stand on business. Sometimes you gotta stand on business. So I don't know. I feel like baby boy. I'm sure he did what he had to do. No, he. I, I was. I mean, <laughs> in the school, I looked upset, but as soon as we got to the car, I definitely was like. <laughs> I was like, that's that's how you do it, son. Um, right. And, you know, talking about standing on business, like uh, the one thing I want to I want to ask you and like I applaud you and I appreciate because it was inspiration in my life. Um, you know, every, everything that you've been through and as we close out the year, everything you've done this year, you know, I am interested. You brought up your husband when you guys look back at this year and you both realize with the companies that you work for. Both of you guys were in a prime top position at the biggest shows for both of those companies. Mm -hmm. Did you guys in private go, you know, we really did that? 
Not yet. I was just talking to someone else about this, like just not like kind of stepping back and taking the time to pat ourselves on the back sometimes because um, the business just keeps going. You know, it's, it's so much and you're constantly thinking about the next step and the next thing and how to better yourself that sometimes it's really hard to like sit back and just take a moment and recap on what you have accomplished. So I do want to start doing that more, but um, yeah, it's, it's been a crazy, beautiful, um, amazing year for the, in the Fatu house. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> hit with a lot of unexpected things, but I feel that with the support of each other, we've been able to get through it all and, and magnify the opportunities we've had and um, make it make it work and continue to do what we love to do what brought us together in the first place and at the end of the day that's that's wrestling and I think I realize is that um as long as I'm able to do this that you know I'm I'm happy which took me a little a little a little while to figure all that out because all I knew before was WWE but being able to grow through this process and work with other talents and um, be in another company. I think it's, it's made me a better performer. It's made me a better star. It's, um, and it's, I feel that I'm really growing as a, as a performer and getting that confidence that um, somehow I lost along the way. Um, but yeah, yeah. no, nah, it, it, look, it's it's a beautiful thing, and like uh, I've been going to therapy, and like the one thing they're telling me is like, yo, you got to smell your roses because you always yeah. in that race trying to compare yourself to everybody and everything. So I want you to know that you really did that this year. Thank and you, thank you. No, of course, and you talk about some of the support. Um, uh, the thing that that's made me happy too is like with everything that went on throughout this whole time, and even before you joined uh, TNA, is that you would see the support constantly and people mm -hmm. were like, when are you getting back in the ring? When are you getting back in the ring? And like, it's one of those things that like on social media, you can make social media and you can make your own world and think that like, these are the only things that everyone's talking about. Cause that's the way you got your social media yeah. set up. But to see that support online manifest itself, like how it has, and not even just here, you guys just got back from the UK and mm -hmm. it looked crazy to see that support in person and to touch these people. Like, how has that felt? And incredible and it's given me so much you know motivation I feel like I'm constantly motivated from the support um, from my co-workers from just the the world of wrestling um, and like it's it's crazy um, just how, how how much of an influence like the social media has and um, it's a double-edged sword because 100%. when everything happened and went down, seeing the negativity really affected me and it really bothered me. But it also, through that experience, you know, I learned how to filter that and I learned how to not let that affect me so much. And um, I feel like I'm better and stronger for it now mentally. And, um, and on, the, on the flip side, I do see the support and I focus more on the support and the positive things and just um, eliminate as much of that negativity um, as I can and just keep moving, just keep, just keep progressing and moving forward and only caring about um, 
those who care about me, those who support me, and those who believe in me. So that's that's helped me out a lot um, mentally, you know. Without pardon the interruption on the interview, real quick, we have to show some love to the people that are helping make this content possible. Zipchair and zipchairgaming.com. Holiday season is here, y'all. If you want to go extra on the gift, get all the brownie points and really come up clutch this holiday season, I have a suggestion. Zipchair.com. Go there, find your partner or yourself who ever the perfect chair for their office their gaming area their cubicle whatever the case or you want the recliner you want the bar stool you want the man cave for the house to really get the perfect thing to really seal in the best man cave in the neighborhood zipchair.com use that discount code adrian to save yourself 10 percent. and hey if your partner has a favorite team why don't you slap on the team's logo on it? With Zipchair, it's possible. Customizable from the logos to the comfortability. And as a big guy, it has the triple XL seal of approval. Zipchairgaming.com. Use that discount code, Adrian. And help yeah. me get to where I am now. No, and I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of people need to hear that no matter where they are in life. And, and one thing um, I want to focus on too real quick is when it comes to your debut um, in Impact, uh, Two-part question. Number one, who was the first person that you told outside of the family? And number two, when you're in Gorilla about to go out, what was going through your mind before you shocked the world and, and made everything possible? <laughs> uh, first person was Mercedes that knew outside of family. And um, just nerves. Nerves and just me wanting to um, get through that moment. Just, I was so like, I got lightheaded. I was so nervous and I was shaking, like so overwhelmed with excitement, nerves, fear, you know, but also wanting to get out there and do it and show up and prove myself. And just, you know, the anxiety of what if this all goes wrong or what if this all goes bad or what if it's not good and all those things. But, um, once you overcome that and once you get through that, like it gets easier, it gets better, you get more confident and it, you know, um, it felt good because it was still fun. Um, I was still received and it just, it just reassured me and uh, validated me that I'm where I'm supposed to be and I'm not done yet. And that's what I was worried about, you know. It's great. You take that leap of faith and the other side's just as green. It's it's a, it's like a beautiful thing. Um, it is. It's scary, but it's, it's beautiful at the same time. And that's where the confidence comes in that you're talking about. It's like, well, if I did that in the place that I yes. was, like that, that lets you know that you can do anything. Exactly. And another thing that made me extremely happy, and I'm glad I can say Gail Kim, friend of the show, has joined us before, you know, talking to her about Impact and the role that she plays, like, the moment I asked her about the locker room, like her face lit up, you could just tell it was a switch and she was ready to talk about it. And, yeah. and I know in some interviews you were like, well, my conversation with Gail kind of reassured me that like, this is the place for me. If, if I could not to get too personal, but in that conversation, like what was it about that conversation that, that gave you that reassurance? Um, I think it was just her belief in, in me, her belief in me and, um, and I had had other conversations, but 
that support and that that conversation she and I had, it just it hit me in a way that um, it just it felt it felt right. It felt right. And um, I thank Gail so much because um, that that conversation is what is what made me, you know, seal the deal for me to go to impact. It was it was Gail. So, um, yeah, I knew that I would be in good hands. I knew that I would be taken seriously. I knew that I would be valued. I knew that I would be heard. And that's just what I knew I needed at that point. Um, in my in my career and and also um, just the scheduling and everything all that was important to me as well because I do have a family um, I still want to be able to go support my husband I still wanted to you know have space to to grow and perform and work but still be able to move how I needed to move and try new things and be there for my family and so everything just all came together and Gail had a lot to do with that. Scott had a lot to do with that. And just um, going from feeling so, like, not wanted to, to feeling so wanted, that was, the, that was the, the, the game changer for me. And the other thing that I do want to mention that makes me so happy is, like, you're saying these things and feeling wanted and feeling validated. And, and I say trailblazer for a reason on purpose at the beginning like you're doing this not only as a woman but a black woman and like it's so validating for me with my niece like to be able to show her your wrestling and show her everything that you've done and she's like whoa she looks like me she talks like yeah. me she's from where i'm from like yeah. it's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing and like even now when you talking about your experience in these first few months um and i know that title belt helps but i do have to ask you when it comes to impact and some of the relationships with the roster, I saw the TikTok videos that you guys were putting up in Europe. <laughs> it, they were amazing. I do want to know, like, which, uh, like, who's someone that you that you've gotten close to that you didn't necessarily know that well before getting into Impact. Giselle, Giselle, uh, Jordan, Deanna, uh, Kylan. Like, it's it's such an incredible locker room, and I came from an amazing locker room before, so that was something that in the back of my mind, um, I was just hoping that I would be, I would fit in there, you know, and I, I would be accepted there. I was really worried about that, but it was just like, it was, I fit right, I fit right in with everybody. And it's, um, I'm very happy about that. And I love, I, I love our locker room. I love the girls. And I just think there's so much talent in there. So to be a part of, that locker room and to develop these new friendships, these new bonds. Um, and to just learn so much about these women that I knew of, but didn't know before has been very special for me as well. And has a lot to do with why I'm so happy there. Uh, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And we only got two more minutes left. So I got two more questions to close this okay. out. So first one, it's been crazy to see wrestling. Now there's like press conferences and there's free agency, like it's the NFL or the NBA and everybody like, well, who's going to sign with this, that, and the third. And I'm not trying to add more competition to your plate, my love, but there's a woman out there who goes by the name of Ronda Rousey. Uh, and it looks like she's still down to wrestle. I'm just wondering, is she welcomed an impact? Would you be interested in that? Hell yeah. 
I've teamed up with Rhonda before. <laughs> I've teamed up with Rhonda before, and I, and I think she's amazing. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's Rhonda Rousey. It's, it's Rhonda. Rhonda is goaded for life. And I think it's super amazing and inspiring as well to see her to continue to wrestle. Um, so, you know, yeah. Anywhere Rhonda shows up, it's, it's a bonus. It's a plus. So, um, and I've never got to go against Rhonda. Um, happy I got to work with her, her second second run. That was pretty awesome. Um, teaming with her in Saudi, which is also something that she fought for, for me to be um, there with her. Um, and I'll never forget that. So, man, it's all love when it comes to Ronda Rousey. There it is. And before we close yeah. out with the final question, we got to let the people know. First and foremost, December 9th, final resolution. That'll be on pay-per-view on Fight TV. And then Vegas, two months from today, yeah. January 13th, the Palms Casino Resort. And you need to go out there hard to kill. The ticket's available right now at Ticketmaster.com. We'll be in the building. My son will be in the building. He might clothesline somebody. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> but Trinity, since the holidays are here and Thanksgiving is coming up, Simple question. What are you thankful for? My fans, my friends, and my family. There it is. Trinity, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. All right. That was Adrian Hernandez talking to Trinity Fatu. Uh, what an amazing performer. Uh, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, but not only that, this is Pro Wrestling Thursday. And so we are going to have another amazing interview that Adrian did with Eddie Kingston. Now, this conversation went viral. This this got over a million views on social, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. So when we come back, it'll be Adrian Hernandez talking to Eddie Kingston. When we come back right here on the Urash Markazi Show on the Mighty Year 1090 in Southern California, the bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Still clown when the underground when we come around. All right, welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mighty Year 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. All right, in the last segment, first segment, we listened to Adrian Hernandez talking to Trinity Fatu, and now we're going to play for you his viral conversation with Eddie Kingston. This interview did over a million views when my man posted it on social. Uh, it is one of uh, the most candid sit downs you're going to hear as Kingston talks about mental health, his CM Punk promo, becoming a world champion, and so much more. So, without any further ado, if you haven't heard it already, here he is. It is Adrian Hernandez with the one and only Mr. 
Mr. Reddy Kingston. Vegas, I'm hella excited. We're talking wrestling. I'm here with one of my favorite wrestlers. New Japan Pro Wrestling is in the building. Tonight, Spirit Unleashed, Fighting Spirit Unleashed, excuse me. Eddie Kingston, Ring of Honor World Champion. New Japan Strong, yeah. Open Weight Champion. Eddie, first and foremost, how you doing? I know, man. I'm good, man. Chilling, getting ready to fight tonight. You know what I mean? This is what I live for. So I'm ready. This is the game day. We, we, we get in this special hours before the fight and before we get into wrestling and everything. Um, I have an important set of questions that we're going to start with. First and foremost, how many Giants jerseys do you own? Uh, over the years, like at least 50, 60, but like now maybe three. What was yes. your, really? No, because what, Daniel Jones, Saquon, not rocking with them? No, not Daniel Jones. I got a Saquon, you know what I mean? But not a Daniel Jones. No, I'm not rocking with him. Which one's your most coveted one that you've had over the years? Uh, LT. Lawrence, LT, L LT, then Harry Carson I got, and uh, Phil Sims when I was a kid. Phil Sims, yeah. our Odyssey brother. Well, listen, I got a gift. I've never done this on the interview. <laughs> You know, in radio, they send us books all the time. Hey, do you want yeah. to talk about someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Coughlin came out with a book last year, okay. right? He didn't come on the show. Because he didn't come on the show, I didn't read this. And why do I need to have this at my house? Nah, you don't. Listen, bro, you're Thank on the road. You, bro. Thank a giant you. win. I appreciate it, dog. We'll put it to the camera, baby. <laughs> Whatever. I love it. Tom Coughlin, come on the show now. That was a free Now plug. you got to come on, Tommy. You um, know what I mean? Thank you, though. I appreciate yo, it. Yo, of course. Now, how do you feel about Derek Jeter? Uh, I know a lot of people hate on Derek Jeter because, you know. A compiler overrated? Yeah. No, you know what? <laughs> Y'all can say he's overrated, and I can kind of go with that. But my man played big time when it was time to play big. You know what I mean? Which no one else did. You know what I mean? When we needed the big hit, who did it? Jeter. When we needed the big defensive play, who did it? Jeter. That's why he's a Hall of Famer, because he was a primetime player if you want to bring it back old school. You know what I mean? Everyone else with all the better stats. And better fielding and all that, they couldn't handle the pressure that Jeter had to deal with. That's my man. That's why he's my man. You hear that, Nomar Garcia Parra? Shots directed at you. No, there's no shots. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Did he make a big play against the A's? Did he dive into the stands to make a play? Did he get a big base hit when they needed him to? The Not rings. all the time. Or the, the rings. rings. Yeah. Are you ready to get into some wrestling? Yeah, please, yeah. So the one thing I want to ask you is because I am one of these people Good sir, until AEW existed, I didn't know, and I saw you on television. The rest is history. You've been grinding at this, was this 18 years before AEW, correct? Yeah, 18 years. Yeah, 22 now. It's been 22 years, but 18 Salute at AEW. That. Thank you. How does that feel to have like this? I know your story of getting to AEW and like this is this is ridiculous, but like <laughs> having all these fans like in year 18, like just how does that feel? Is it it's weird, weird to you? Weird as <laughs> Weird as Cause like I, I don't know man I, I tell my girl this Cause she's like Why is it weird And I try to explain to her Like I'm not Anything different I'm not A superstar I don't feel like it And I'm not like Just some movie star Or something I'm just me So when people come up to me And tell me like Oh I'm a big fan Or What you said Had an effect on me uh, What you do has an effect on me I'm just kinda like Nah why You know what I mean Like I look at people like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, and I'm like, look at them. Don't look at me. I'm just a pro wrestler, you know? I'm just and, doing what I love. Yeah, and I've been wanting to do this since I was nine years old. So to me, I'm just living the world. The I'm living the dream I wanted to live. You know? Well, I do. You, you talk about inspiration. The other thing that, that I, I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy. You just did a video a couple weeks or a couple days ago that just came out. 
you know, talking about mental health, yeah. talking about, you know, suicide and those thoughts. Of course, a year ago, two years ago, the Players' Tribune article was yeah. another big thing. And whether it's the Players' Tribune article in interviews, you talk about this. And it's not easy for anyone to talk about, yeah, let not. alone a professional athlete, a professional wrestler who's over here. I want to win. The, I want to be the champ and I want to whoop everyone's ass. Yeah. For you, you're like, no, I'm, I'm trying to, these are my thoughts and I know other people are feeling them too. Where do you, why is it so important for you to talk about these things out loud to people, I guess? Because uh, I've lost a lot of friends, you know what I mean, who didn't talk about it, who hit it, and uh, a couple of friends committed suicide. A couple of friends went on a, went on a little run and got killed by others, you know what I mean, because they didn't talk about it. And I look at my family and like a lot of my family members, man, went through it, you know, and, and, and didn't deal with it until later on in their life, you know, until they would, they didn't fit. You never figure it out, but they didn't start trying to work on themselves until they were in their like late 40s, early 50s, you know, and I seen them struggle when they were in their 20s and 30s, my uncles, you know, and it's just like, well, let's talk about it. Let's do something different now. Yeah. Because for years we didn't talk about it. And guess what? It didn't fucking work. People still died. People still committed suicide. So how about we start talking about it? And to me, if one person, only one, all it takes is one. If one person, because they hear me or they hear someone else talk about their mental health and they're like, oh, shit, I'm not alone, because you're not, and it helps them move on in their life, then that's all that matters. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this to be the advocate for mental health or whatever. No, I'm just doing it because to me it's right. Because you're a human yeah. being and this is and what we I guess, do. I guess, and if it, it, you know what I mean? It, to me it's a right thing to do. You know, I try to do right things. It's hard sometimes. You know, when doing bad is much easier, trust me. But I try to do the right thing, man. And to me, this feels right. You and know I, what I mean? And for this next question, I apologize if it's too personal. But no, for no, me, no. I did. I started therapy last year. Nice. Do you go to therapy or? Uh, no, I, I haven't gone back to therapy in about a year, but I'm I'm always planning on it. You know what I mean? And I also have a real good support system, and my support system they'll let me know if like yo Eddie, go back to therapy. You know what I mean? Or they'll they'll tell me like oh we can't can't help you on this. You need a professional. Yeah. And I'll do well, it. Well, that's my problem. I've yeah. been to like six of them. Sometimes they're too old. I was like, you don't relate to me. <laughs> you haven't listened to the same music, grew up the same way. Like, yeah, how can I, you win this? I, Isn't I, that hard? You know, for me, it's hard. I'm not looking for answers. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for them to fix me, per se, because I don't think nothing's wrong. Yeah. It's just I'm looking for a way to handle things correctly. I'm not looking for a fix because I'm never going to be fixed. That's this honestly, is a battle that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. I'm just looking for better ways of handling it. You know what I'm saying? And, and listen, I want to thank you right now because, like, that to me personally, that's like one of the hardest things. Viewing it of like fixed or problem, it's kind of like you want to be the best wrestler. Yeah. I want to be the best interviewer, be the best person in radio. If there's ever a day where I think something's fixed or complete, it's a wrap. Yeah. Because it's not, because this continues. Yep. And every day there's something to add on oh, to it. Oh, there's something new every day, man. Like, every day there's something new. You know what I mean? And I know you just told me, you know, you're uncomfortable with getting praise. I hate it, man, because I just don't feel like. But look, I let don't me just. Know. I need, I I need to go through the catalog real quick. Yeah. Main event at AEW pay per views. All out, 80,000, 70,000, whatever the number is, right? The moments that you've had, the love, the new fandom, Grand Slam winning in your city, yeah. family there, finally winning that world championship. Yeah. 
were you able to take a moment to take all that in or is this like no i can't think about this now because i'm doing what i'm uh, doing I, I i usually take these moments in when i'm in the hotel by myself and like i'll take it in for a little bit but then my brain is like all right on to the next thing we gotta hurry up we got i got this other thing to do i gotta keep going i gotta do something at work or something something just clicks in my head but I do take time, whether it's an hour after when I'm in the hotel room or two hours, three hours. I take time to sit back and go, all right, this ain't, this you ain't bad. You did it in your city, yeah, bro. Yeah. This ain't, this ain't, this ain't bad. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is pretty cool. But then, you know, I get on it like, all right, got a show Saturday. When you, when you talk about becoming world champion, you know, for the longest time, a lot of conversation online is, well, Vince McMahon wants bodybuilders. That's good for him. You got to look a certain way. And if you're, if you look like Kevin Steen, if you look like you, these people are never going to be world champions. No. In your career, was there ever moments where that noise became loud in your head? No. No, because I was actually around. What up, Kevo? Big shout out to Steen. I was around guys like that. You know what I mean? There was a lot of dudes like that around. And no, that never bothered me because they don't know the work that I put in. They don't know that I go to the gym. They don't know that I do Muay Thai. They don't know that I do Jiu Jitsu. You know what I mean? They don't need to know. That's not their business. You know what I mean? But like, they don't know the work I put in and the hours I spend, you know, getting ready to get in the ring. You know, they don't know. Yeah, look, my belly's a little bit bigger, bro. I like ice cream. I like five guys. I like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I saw a McDonald's. I saw a McDonald's over here. I like to eat. You know what I mean? But like, I still work out, I still bust my ass, I still go 110% in that ring, even if I can't go, even if my body's turning on me, I still go 110 and give what I got. But it is what it is, and to me, Mox told me this a while ago. He said, if you're not having haters by now in your career being on TV, then you're not doing a good job. And I'm like, nah, you're right. And no one can take any of this away from me, haters or whoever. Yeah, I don't look like the typical wrestler. I ain't got six-pack. I don't have these huge muscles, you know what I mean? But the bottom line is you can't take away what I've done and what I'm going to do. This is a little controversial, but I'm going to ask it. And I asked this to Swerve Strickland before Wrestle Dream. Yep. And this is me not trying to be a journalist. This is me being an AEW fan. There has been events that I've watched and went, holy shit, I've never seen anything like this, like All Out. Of course, CM Punk had a few issues backstage. He's not the only one, though. Yeah, we There's all There's been do. plenty of issues, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me as a fan, I get so upset because let's take All Out, for example. All of the conversation was these incidents backstage yeah. and not what I just saw. For instance, the, uh, the all-in here in Vegas two years ago where you almost lit someone on fire. Yeah, I wish I a, did. I we was need so to talk mad. about that moment, and we will in a I second. I was so mad that Brian stopped me. I was so mad. But as, and I don't want you to speak for the locker room, I, I'm just going to ask you direct. Does that bother you that the conversation isn't on, that it's on the drama and not on the things that you guys are doing in the ring? Nah, it don't bother me because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I have a job to do, and my job is to make the people talk about us. And if I didn't do a good enough job where they want to talk about backstage stuff, then that's on me. I'll just do better next time. You know what I mean? And like I said in the interview before, there was no locker room divide like it was reported. Because I don't really hang out with a lot of people. I have like four or five people I chill with in the locker room. And I, those four or five people didn't, didn't give a shit. 
what was going on. Yeah, we were in our own world, so we had to go to work. And that's it, but, you know, people are gonna talk about the drama because people love drama, man. Since I did bring up CM Punk's name, I do wanna ask you one more question. So, when he left AEW and everything that happened, and he's no longer with the company, your promo against him went viral. Of course, you said, hey, people don't, uh, you, you, people didn't want you here, you're not liked in the locker room, and everyone pointed to that and been like, see, there it is, Eddie telling the truth again. Do you feel bad that that moment was brought up again? And you're like, no, no, I'm doing my job. No, I'm doing my job. Then that's how I felt. You know what I mean? I didn't know what anyone else in the locker room felt. I didn't care. It's how I felt. I didn't want him there. You know what I mean? Me and Punk don't like each other, and that's fine. You're not going to like everybody you work with. You know what I mean? Do I wish he was still in AEW and I wish it worked out differently? Yeah, because he helped the company. But other than that, I don't give a f what he does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because me and him never got along anyway. A couple weeks ago, Sean Ross, uh, Sean Ross Sapp posted something. Picture you, Ricky, Chelsea Green, LA Knight. Crazy how you guys were all at NWA at one time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you guys are all really honestly killing it. Like, Thank you. First off, LA Knight, you're not from New York, only he's allowed to wear the Tims. <laughs> no, 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 I like LA Knight, bro. <laughs> oh I like God, I, I like him. He's a good dude. He's allowed to. I let him. Did you ever have lugs because of Funk Flex? No, never. You never, never had lugs? lugs? Never. It was always Tims. It was you, always Tims. People would clown on you if you had lugs. Was that the thing? I was too young. No, to me, to me, lugs wasn't, it was all about the Tims, bro. We listened to Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, all them. They weren't talking about lugs. They were talking about Tims, man. I did listen to Tribe Life before I came in here because I, nice. I needed to get into Tribe Life. That, that's my jam. I love, most, that's uh, my that's favorite. a deep cut. That's my favorite Mob Deep song, Tribe Life off the Infamous album. That's my favorite song. You know how many that's people don't know that J. Cole used that for one of his songs? Wait, that's the J. Cole song. I was ah. like, nah, son. That's when you know you're getting old and they start telling you. Rest in peace to Prodigy. Yeah, man. Back to the, the question. Yo, top 10 all time Prodigy. For real. For real. For real. Can I get your Mount Rushmore? Damn. For me, it's like Pac, Rakim, uh, Nas, and uh, I got to go with uh, DMX because that's my man from Yonkin. Rest in peace that's, again. Yeah. My man for me, he spoke to me, bro. I, he had me barking like a madman in 98 <laughs> on the 20 bus at school, just <laughs> barking all day as they played it on the boombox, you know? Yeah, I'm dating myself on the boombox, bro. That is legendary. Back to that folder really quick, though. Is it cool to see where you guys are all at right now? Nah, man, of course. Of course, bro. I'm so happy for LA Night. You know what I mean? That dude busts his man. We all did. We all did. You know what I mean? So to see him getting the love that he's getting and, and, and being able to perform on that big stage, I give, I salute him. Ricky Starks is a little bit of a bitch. He knows that, but you know, I'm proud of him too. I, I just, I don't like the way he's acting, hey. but, but we could, we're cool in the sense of I could call him a and he ain't gonna try to fight me. You know what I mean? And you don't have to like everybody. Exactly. 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 But every, that time in NWA, I got to give it mad love because it was just so much fun. And the atmosphere back, I don't know how it is now. It's probably still the same. I got to ask Homicide. We don't talk about wrestling, really. We just talk about life. But when I call Homicide up, I'll ask him next time, yo, how is it? Is it like it was back then? Because back then, man, it was just so much fun. It was like the, me, homi having Homicide there is always great. Because he always keeps me calm, believe it or not. That's your mentor, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so he knows how to talk to me and keep me, you know, yeah. calm like Rocky Romero does here. They know how to talk to me and, like, get my mind clicking where it's like, Eddie, don't do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, not many people can do that. But we had us. We had L.A. Knight, like you said. 
you know what I mean? Trevor Murdoch, uh, uh, Ricky Chelsea, was there, Chelsea, Chelsea Thunder Rosa, uh, Allison K, my French Vanilla, that's a nickname. Marty Bell was there. Like, we had a bunch, and I'm, I know I'm missing other people, the Dawsons. Like, I'm missing a lot of other, and I don't mean no disrespect, but like. It's a lot of names. It's a lot of names, and it was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? And then, you know, pandemic hit, and we all had to make money somehow. You know what I mean? And. You know, I didn't want to leave NWA, but it was either circumstances stay broke or make money, and I had to make money. You know what I mean? I had to live. I didn't want to move back in with my mother at 38 at the time. You know, that's real life stuff. We're closing out with these two. First and foremost, Eddie, my baby mama's from Peaksill, New York. <laughs> I make fun of her all the time. I say you're not from a borough. You're not from New York City. Stop saying that. Take off that Yankee jersey. Nah. Nah, is that a part of New York City, yes or no? Not the city part, no. Neither is Yonkers, though. Yonkers so then what is can outside say, the borough. Yeah, they can say from Jadakiss, you. NX, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tommy Dreamer. What up, Tommy? <laughs> you know? And we're right near the Bronx, bro. We might as well be the 6th. <laughs> we used to beef back in the day. Like, legit fights in the schoolyard over Yonkers and Bronx. Being, like, a borough and not. It's dumbest things we get into fights. At, like, physical fights. Like, stick... Stickball bats being hit at each other. You know what I mean? Over now, Yankees ain't New York. It's the weirdest thing. Anyway, it's New York, but it ain't the city part. You got to give them love. You got to give them that kind of respect. It's New York. They have the same tap water. You know what I mean? So you got to give them that. But if they say New York City, that's when you go, no, no, no. Do you see the way he was not the like, city. you can't say the city? Not the you city part. Then we'll close out with this last question. It doesn't even have to be wrestling. Eli Manning, is he a Hall of Famer? Only, I swear I just had this conversation before coming here with Royce Isaac. He doesn't have the stats, but the reason why he's a Hall of Famer is he got the two Super Bowl rings and the two Super Bowl MVPs. One of them, granted, he could have gave it to the defense, but he still has two Super Bowl MVPs. Versus the team that all of America wanted to lose, which was the Patriots. Yeah, they did. Especially in 2007 when they came in there with Randy it's Moss and were Oh, dude, it was so aggravating seeing them win every week. And knowing how great they were, you know what I mean? But when they won that game, I, lo I, I don't even remember the night because I lost it. I just was, like, so happy. I, I don't remember the last time I was that. Well, what was probably the Grand feeling? Slam. Winning the ring Grand Slam or no, the Super No, Grand Slam. Beating up Claudio's always so much fun. I mean, that was you know I mean? Nah, he, in the making. Yeah, Claudio's a bitch. He's been a bitch and always would be a bitch. You know what I mean? He could be the greatest wrestler in the world, but at the end of the day, inside he's a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. Eddie, I want to thank you for the time. Nah, and thank man, you thank for the you. entertainment, man. Thank you for Appreciate the book. You. All right, that was Adrian Hernandez talking to Eddie Kingston. Uh, just a really great, candid conversation. And by the way, AEW is coming to the Forum in Inglewood uh, this weekend for an incredible show. So uh, if you guys don't have plans, you, you're, you're going to want to check that out. Uh, AEW. Uh, Collision and Rampage coming to the Forum November 17th. So uh, you get want to check that out. Anyways, thank you so much for Adrian for those two conversations. That is all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.